Hey, everybody. Welcome to Android App Addicts, episodes 589. Guaranteed to be the last Android App Addicts episode of 2022. Uh, this podcast, 589, is brought to you by Carlo V, a uh, supporter through Patreon. You, can, you too can support us via Patreon. Link in the boobity-boo, or you can just go to patreon.com slash Addicts. We are joined this week by Ivor. How is everything going, Ivor? I'm going pretty well, Do I had a fantastic Christmas. As you, as you know, it's summertime here in the Southern Hemisphere, and we had our Christmas lunch out on the deck with a whole bunch of um, beef on the table for um, barbecued beef for, for Christmas lunch, and it was wonderful. Yeah, hard go wrong making steaks and beef. I mean, you know. Yeah, and sausages, and uh, we had, we had uh, trifle and cheesecake and Christmas pudding as well. You've got to have those uh, standards. But um, all in all, it was it was a very peaceful, very, very uh, enjoyable Christmas day. We didn't have anybody around. We just had the, the family and uh, really thoroughly enjoyed our day. I hope everybody else Awesome. Did very too. cool. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, did you get any uh, gifts during Christmas that you thought were extra special? Good? Uh, got these babies. A pair of JBL headphones. <laughs> Bluetooth headphones, nice. Noise cancer. They're very nice. Very nice. Much better than my last one. So I'll, I'll try those on. They're Bluetooth. Um, so I won't try them on the podcast just yet, but I'll, um, I might try them out so next time. There we go. But they seem very well. Very good. Yeah. And, and the the uh, Bluetooth headphone battery life has gotten insane. Yes. So we were like, they easily last like 10, 10 plus hours. Yeah. I think I can get at least six out of these ones. The other thing I got was. Um, yeah. It's one of these. It's a docking station for some hard drives. I've got some video project uh, files I want to I work on. So they're sitting on old hard drives, so I'm going to transfer those over and start doing some video editing. So should be interesting. Gotcha. Uh, the good thing about video editing is it's only gotten easier since it started. Uh, the bad news is you still got to learn how to do it. Yep, yep. So it gives me a little project to do. Um, other than that, I've been gotcha. uh, going in advance on my New Year's resolution. I've been going to the pool every uh, every day for the past three weeks. I've missed a couple of days, but um, been doing a bit of swimming and lost uh, lost a bit of weight. So uh, hopefully that continues and uh, feeling a lot better and a lot, a lot more energetic. So um, yeah, things are improving all around. Very cool. Yeah, I, I will say I do think I do believe number one, the easiest, less bad for you exercise there is is swimming. Yes, yeah, it's really it's really good. Um, no, I noticed um, last time I weighed myself was two years ago. I've got one of these these apps on my phone, a bit of set of smart scales. And it records your weight. So the last time I used it was two years ago. And I checked my weight before Christmas, and I've gained ten kilos, which is I think about thirty pounds. Um, and yep. uh, I thought, oh, that that can't carry on. So I had to, had to head to the pool straight away, and I managed to keep it up for about three weeks. Which is good. My daughter also blew out her ACL, and it's uh, she's been coming along with me. So oh wow, a bit of ther- um, hydrotherapy there as well. So she's enjoying it too. Right. Well, you already hit the milestone. Studies say that if you can do something for three weeks, it can become a habit. You like got through the worst of it. Yeah. Well, I've also got a wedding to go to up in up in Auckland in uh, three or four weeks' time, and um, I don't have anything that fits me. I've got to squeeze into all my old suits, <laughs> so I've got to try and lose some weight so I can fit my trousers again. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, thankfully I have no weddings to go to anytime soon. Um, yeah, I will say my son did get a new phone. He got a Moto, I believe it's a Moto G stylus. Ooh, nice. Um, it was less than $300, I want to say. She might have spent a little bit over 300 bucks. Um, The stylus use in it when I was just playing with it was, it makes me want a stylus. But I don't know if I would ever use it, but it did seem like it worked really, really well. Mm. Yeah, because the only other phone that has a stylus, I think, is the Samsung, isn't it? Nope. Samsung stopped putting styluses in their phone last year. Um, so I believe the only ones you can currently get a stylus in is a 
Motorola or Asus. Well, I thought you could still get them in the uh, S22 Ultra. You know, I wouldn't buy one of those I anyway. That's by at least two, you know, two people I know who swore because they like the note with the stylus, and they basically said that they're not buying another Samsung ever again because they have to have that stylus. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I know, um, you know, it, it would be one thing if Samsung's prices were still at all competitive with other or even reasonable Android type phones, and every time I look at them, yeah, they're just insanely priced. Yeah. But they are uh, compelling. I used to have a phone with a sty- a couple of phones with a stylus in the old Windows Windows operating system days, and that was that was, that was great. And it was really it was really useful. Right, and I'll say I'm happy somebody's buying a Samsung out there because you guys uh, keep flooding the market with um, uh, buyers for high end products, thus allowing other developers to come through with more fairly priced products. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. So keep buying those high end products, and then uh, the rest of the market opens up for us poor people. <laughs> Yeah, and basically, I mean, I didn't really ask for anything for uh, Christmas except for a. I already got my Steam Deck. She let me get that as a early birth uh, Christmas present, and then as a early anniversary present, I guess mm-hmm. she let me buy the Steam Deck dock, which is a docking station, HDMI dis- display port, couple USB, uh, built-in Ethernet, blah 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 blah, and updatable firmware via Steam itself. So it should only get as a better experience in air quotes as time goes on. Um, I'm really like a, a tickled fancy how well this device is working. It's a Steam Deck dock. Yes, yeah. the Steam Deck, low end, four hundred dollar handheld, Ryzen based laptop, basically with a screen on it and controllers built in. Mm-hmm. Um, plug it up to the docking station, go into desktop mode, then you have a full fledged Arch Linux KDE Plasma desktop right there at your disposal that can do anything basically that any other desktop can do. Wow. And how much did that cost? Uh, the Steam Deck itself, I went to was four hundred and like twelve dollars, and the docking, the dock itself was ninety dollars, which everyone keeps screaming is overpriced. And I understand why they say that, but once in a while, I like to give a company money because I do think they're going to give me value add sooner or later. And I think Valve is one of those companies. Um, the best thing about this device is, unlike every other gaming console that ever existed, any game I buy on this console, if I then, two years, four years later, decide to buy a new Steam Deck, all those games will still work on it. Yes, yeah, well, that's what you're paying for, isn't it? Well, and backwards compatibility doesn't exist anywhere else in any other gaming based system, but I digress. <laughs> um, and then I got some ties for Christmas. So, you know. Really? Ties? You wear ties to it? Yeah. Um, uh, my part of my goal in my job life is to look better than my bosses. Uh, whenever I go into meetings with my boss or my boss's boss or my boss's boss's boss, the vendors ask me the questions, think I'm the executive executive. I think it's hilarious. Because you're wearing a tie. Um, because I don't know, I not only wear a tie, it's crisp, it's straight, it's, you know, yeah. just looking right. Um, yeah, I think it's just funny. Um, but I have, uh, 46 more months and then I can retire that job. Oh, well, I shall have to send you a tie for your Christmas present. A New Zealand themed tie. How's that? Okay, that's game. Uh, I still have people every now and then ask me when I wear your um, uh, rugby team hat. Like we were, we were gate pause. We were in Disney, in the Disney Resort, getting ready to check into our hotel room, and the guy checking us in asked me if it was a pot leaf on my hat. (laughs) I got my kids sitting right here. I'm thinking this ain't family friendly, bro. Was he gonna, gonna um, try and sell you some? Was he? But he, he, I don't know. But it just showed his ignorance in the world stage, is the way I put it. Mm. Um, so yeah, I definitely enjoy wearing that hat. Um, well, we are a pretty obscure country, except for that. Well, no, no. I mean, you're look. 
on the world stage moving forward you guys have plenty of upgrowth you're one of the only countries in the world that has a true uh millennial generation that will be able to support your infrastructure moving forward well true. there's only three countries in the world that have that you're also one of the few in your billionaire playgrounds that people go to in the, the zombie apocalypse uh, uh and you're the only <laughs> and, and you're the only country in the world where the majority of the people are not indigenous yet your government and your people seem to be respectful towards your indigenous people. So yeah. congratulations, you're doing something else right. Okay. Well, mostly indigenous people will probably disagree way, with you. Uh, no. <laughs> well, look, then they don't know our indigenous people is what I'm going to say. Oh, exactly. um, I will say um, my wife did ask my son like a week before Christmas, well, is there anybody else you think that needs anything else? Uh, and my oldest son said, yeah, I think dad needs a new phone. And she was like, well, that's kind of a big, you know, gift there. Are you sure we can pull that off here recently? And he said, well, I don't know. I just know he cusses a lot at that phone. <laughs> and he's not wrong. I do. But I told the wife, no, no, I'm hold I'm literally holding off as long as I possible, possibly can with this phone. So when I get a new phone, I can justify a $500 plus phone is my logic. Um, I keep uninstalling lots of apps from it. Uh, if I don't reboot it now, like once a week, it's visibly laggy slow um when i put the car in reverse my audio skips and stammers kind of thing um so yeah this is and here's the whole thing i like oneplus so much as a brand don't be shocked if my next phone's oneplus because every company makes um makes lemons from time to time no one's perfect i just accidentally bought one of the oneplus phones that's not running great oh that's a shame Yeah, the uh, the curse to phone ratio, the curse to phone age ratio, I think is a is a key dynamic to to look at um, when you're considering buying a new phone because the amount of times you curse at your phone in a day is, I think, inversely proportional to the amount of time it will take for you to get a new one. That's my theory. Yeah, and I will say, um, removing a lot of the apps from the phone did desperately increase the battery life, mm. um, but it just it's like you know, it's still handicapped, and we're in a Olympic type race. You know, so it's not going to even finish last. Um, okay. I'm going to switch over to an app really quick, but it comes with a little story. One of the constant ongoing um, things that we come across in this show from its inception is and somebody releases an app. The app has a feature in it that ends up being so polarizing by the people that have that app that sooner or later that app functionality gets sucked into the base operating system which is good for the developer because it means they were on to something, but it's bad because now that developer has to figure out what's next, what's the next thing to do. So with that stated, when I come across those kinds of apps that I swear is going to be in the next version of Android or the one after that, even if the app is five bucks, I pay the guy the money because I know this is not some um, new game with microtransactions that's going to like Genshin Impact that's going to make over a billion dollars next year. And then they're still going to be able to do it the year after that and the year after that and the year after that. I think this app's lifespan is uh, going to be limited is the way I'll put it. Um, I'm going to take the link, put it in the boobity-boo. Um, the app is called Notifya, which first off, sorry to say, great name for an app. Notifya. Um, make sure I have it pulled up here. Make sure this newly freshed, freshly minted operating system on this computer that is actually running right. Looks like stuff is running right just slow. Okay. Um, okay. Notifya by SuperSense does have in-app purchase. The in-app purchase, I want to say, is a one-time $1.99 in-app purchase. Um, 
And all you got to do is read like the very first line of the app. Um, actually, I think it's the second line of the app. But um, Notify is the world's first app that has the ability to reliably detect the opening of a door by using your device's sensor to monitor the pressure wave that opening that door causes. This is somebody looking at this Android hardware and literally doing something incredibly different with it, what I'll say. So essentially, and I'm wrong, this app is a $7.99 app, not $1.99. The other app is coming, which is one. Um, so basically, you basically can set this app in a area, set your phone in this area, and it will record when doors are opening and closing without any notification to the people around you that you are then monitoring that activity. Um, this is the kind of thing where I, like if my kids were, you know, uh, seven, eight, and nine coming home from school and I didn't want to have a ring doorbell spy on everybody cam connected to the front of my house, I could have, this is been the perfect use case for an old Android phone just sitting by the front door, plugged into the wall, quietly just doing its thing. And then when the door opens up, I can then be assured that someone did open the door. I think you and I must um, have found this app at exactly the same time because I, I found it as well. I thought, what a great idea. What a great use for an old Android phone that you're not using anymore. Yeah, that and just, I mean, I, I love somebody who can take something, and I'm sure to them this was an obvious thing to do. But I'm telling you right now, nobody else out there is thinking, I know what I can do. I can take my old Android phone, and I can feel the pressure wave of the door opening in the room and then record it as almost like a security auditing program. I think it's just unbelievably smart. Yeah, I mean, it's almost a useful app, <laughs> which you don't see very many of these days. Now, a huge, I have no problem saying this out loud, a huge amount of the apps out there are either uh, ridiculous reasons for subscription services, mm -hmm. where they're just trying to make money, uh, games that people have already um, destroyed many times before, and I'm notified there's nothing on the screen, so I'm going to come here and see the web page. Thank you very much for letting me know. Um, okay, there we go. That's fixed. Um, so, yeah, notify you is the name of the app from SuperSense. Uh, 100 plus downloads, E for everybody, updated October 11th, 2022. Uh, data safety, this app may share these types of data with third parties, device or device IDs. Uh, this app uh, is, the data is encrypted in transit and you can request to have your data deleted, which I'll say is always good, allowing the deletion of data. Um, Scroll down, we can see version 0 0.14 um, requires 8.0 Android and up. The in-app purchase, it says, I'm, I was again mistaken, $10.99. Um, and it is compatible with all my devices kind of thing. So this is the way I'll put it. If you need this type of functionality right now, get it. Uh, from everything I played with it for just one day, said, you don't have to pay money. There's only advanced features or uh, remote functionality that was included with that in-app payment. Just have it sitting there by my front door, seeing like it was free. Yeah, uh, I don't, I'm pretty sure I didn't pay that much for mine. I, I got mine pretty cheap. It must have been on sale or something. But one thing I was curious about with this app was whether you could have like a, a phone in each room, and then have it notify you which phone has uh, detected the door being opened. But that might be going a bit too, getting a bit too complicated. Um, I do think one of the paywall features was the ability to, I, I want to say the words they used was something like synchronize across devices. Yes. And I think that was one of the features yeah, that was behind the paywall. But now, and then here's here's the honest God truth. Even if I had my own business with my own little hole in the wall, and I didn't want to pay, you know, 
thousands of dollars a year for my alarm system, I would literally just take an old phone, put it on a like, low bandwidth, low bitrate wireless plan, and just put it there by the door of my business. Um, really, um, those alarm things, I don't know if you've ever done any research on these alarm companies, Ivor, but some, most of them uh, are among the most useless things that ever existed. And if you have too many false alarms, which happens way too frequently, you then get charged by the local police department for being a nuisance. Yep. And yet, uh, we had a we had an alarm at our home. It was you had to hook it up to a separate phone line, and you know you had, you had all these. Yeah, exactly. If there was a like a, a window left open, then the alarm would go off. If, if a cat got in or something, it was it was just a pain, a real pain. Um, one thing I do have though is uh, is a little Xiaomi security alarm, uh, security camera, just sitting in the kitchen window, which takes a, a panoramic view of, of my driveway. And uh, I can check that from anywhere at any time, and it will show me if there's, and it will send me a notification if it detects any movement. You can change the sensitivity of it, and um, it costs nothing. You just pay for, pay the, I think it costs me fifty bucks for the camera. But then um, I suppose you're trying, you have to trust Xiaomi with uh, the security arrangements around the around the camera. Well, I'll say it like this: everyone has to make up their own mind what to share, what not to share. It's impossible to not share anything these days, is what I'll say. Um. A camera pointing out my front door, I'm much less worried about than a camera pointing in mm. at anything. Yep. Kind of thing. Um, and the wife was talking about wanting to get a um, doorbell camera or whatever. And the first one she looked, she swore by was Eufy, which in now in the last like three weeks has been all over the news headlines for being yep. doing really, really bad stuff with data. <laughs> so it's like, you know, and it's like I tell her once in a while, you got to be George Costanza. Just once in a while. Everyone has to be Which is, to just stop what you're doing. Right. Just stop what you're doing once in a while and say to yourself, self, I know I'm not perfect. So let me do the exact opposite of what I'm thinking at this moment, because this might be the time when I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, she didn't like that too much. So uh, what kind of stuff do you want to bring today, Ivor? Well, I thought we might talk about some news. Um, and cool. One article I found on Android Authority uh, a little while ago now, I'll just put it down here, uh, was... Well, uh, what smartphone brand would you re resurrect if you could? And the results are really interesting. Um, if we go down and have a look, they've put it in a nice little graph here. But the winner was BlackBerry. 40.65% of the people who surveyed said they would bring back BlackBerry. 34% said LG. 7.8% um, said Palm. <laughs> and then 8.32% said Essential. Now, I can understand Essential because that was apparently a very good phone, although I never had one myself. I've used a, a couple of Blackberries, and their later models were actually pretty good. Um, and LG, I completely agree with. I think LG needs to come back. There's just not enough competition in the market at the moment. What do you reckon? Well, um, what, what I'll say is I understand why those people said uh, Blackberry. I, in, in hindsight, let me rephrase that, because I didn't think Blackberry either. Uh, you said it, and then I was like, okay, wait a minute, okay. Those, I remember those Blackberry addicts, they were called Crackberries for a reason. Because they would sit there all day and just sit there. And then they had a the little ball, like rollerball in the middle kind of thing. Yep. Yep. Uh, and I know the functionality that those things had back in the day were unsurpassable. Unless you had like a real computer sitting in front of you. Um, I never had a true Blackberry. Uh, and at work, one of my stipulations to me staying employed was, you're never giving me one of those devices. Mm. Because that's like a dog collar with the spikes in them where you yank it. <laughs> and no, and I'm not that employee. Um, so I said no. Um, me, I would personally love to see LG not only come back, 
But LG was one of those companies, I never had a single LG phone. I never wanted an LG phone. But at least once a year or so, they would try to do something different. Whether it was the two cameras doing 3D pictures yeah. uh, or something else, they seemed like they at least wanted to do something different. They came up with the, the phone yeah. that had a pop-up that would swivel sideways like a pivot screen. We had two screens. You had the main phone, you hold it, and then it would That up. was, yeah. I think that was LG. I want to say that was like in the first Iron Man movie. Yeah, it was, yeah. They also had yeah they also had the phone that had the built-in TV ability for it. Um, there yeah like like every year they at least tried to do something. Yeah. No, I thought um, the thing with BlackBerry used to have a BlackBerry Torch, and the thing I loved about that was you could it, it was quite thick, but you'd slide it up, and um, it was a regular touchscreen at the front, but you slide it up and had a keyboard underneath the screen, so you could decide whether or not you wanted to use the keyboard. And I thought that was really good, but it made it quite thick and bulky, and, and the battery life wasn't great. But I think Android just came along and killed BlackBerry. And uh, no one, no one really. And people just. I think the main reason for getting BlackBerry was to use the physical keyboard, and that's kind of dying out now. As Rob says in the chat, um, you can tell the age of, of the people who responded. Uh, or you can tell the age of people by their responses. So <laughs> probably, you're probably over fifty. True. If, if they're voting yeah. for BlackBerry. Yeah. So then, so then, if they would have asked this question on TikTok, would the average person have said, "I don't know any smartphones that don't exist anymore," because they're all like you know ten years old? Yeah. Um, oh, no. oh, no. Yeah, yeah, it was called the LG Wing, That's Rob right, said, LG and Wing. he's right, it was the LG Wing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I have, I have a hard time even thinking about other phone manufacturers. The only ones I keep thinking of, they're just not big. I mean, classic Nokia phones, it would be nice if they could make just a stupid phone that costs stupid cheap, and the service plan every month was just stupid cheap and adjusted phone duties. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just like to say duties. Um, because, like, you know, I take my smartphone away from my youngest kid. I would love to be able to give him a dumb phone. I say, here, suffer with this. Play Snake on that thing in class. Let's try to do that. <laughs> yeah, you could use those things as anvils, can you? <laughs> yeah. Yes, quite literally. Um, you know, really quick, I'm going to bring the app I actually meant to bring the first time around. And it's really, I wanted to leave with this app because I think this app is going to destroy it when it comes to idea powers um the app itself is called buzz um i'm sorry buzzkill phone superpowers by sam rustin i swore i already brought this app but i could not find it anywhere so i'm bringing it now is what i'll say um and again all you got to know is read the very first sentence of this and it says buzzkill allows you to see the notifications you want to see when you want to see them and filter out those that you don't uh, here's just a taste of what Buzzkill can do. Cool down. Don't get buzzed multiple times when someone messaged you multiple times in quick succession. Okay, right there. That's mm-hmm. what we need. What we need is the very first time you get a notification in Android, you get the notification tray normal, you pull down, you should then be able to double finger slide down that notification and say, set a minimum maximum time. Like, I only want to see this notification once every five minutes at the most. Because what I can't stand is people I know who want to send text messages, but it's literally one word send, two words send, two words send, three words send, two words send, one word send. No, you make me want to blacklist you off my device. <laughs> so the in-app, uh, the out purchase of this app here is $1.99. And this as this cooldown feature is the feature that I will bet anybody right now will be in Android. Maybe not this next version because it's only five months away or so. But it will definitely be in the next version where you will have the ability to set cooldown periods on your notifications that are over notifying. Um, 
uh, I showed this to my oldest son because he was sitting there putting together his four foot tall Lego Saturn V rocket. And he had his phone on the table. He was listening to music. And all I kept hearing from his phone was. I'm like, and that's like a minute. I'm like, what's wrong with your phone, dude? Uh, nothing. What's wrong with your, your notifications? Nothing. What is, what is it? He said, oh, I uh, turned off mute on a Discord server. Dude, we got to fix that. Jeez. So I showed him this app. And I said, look, it's only a buck ninety nine. Buy the app. You can then set a cooldown period so you don't see too many Discord notifications. He and and he said that was the reason he turned it off the first time, because the notifications just wouldn't stop. Yeah. I have the same problem with my I love my son so, dearly, my oldest son dearly. But whenever he decides to message me, it's like one sentence per message. And I get six hundred messages in a in a row. <laughs> just just take a bit of time and use some punctuation and you know spell words occasionally. <laughs> that would be nice. Be good if you could have an app that actually check that check people's spelling before before it sent a text message. Oh. <laughs> You're sending this to an old white guy. Oh, no, no, <laughs> I'm okay. Right, I'm okay if they send it with their incompetent spelling. But then my side's like, we're gonna fix this, and you're not even gonna know how dumb the other. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. That's um, what I want. I want an app that will. But I forgot to. S- it will take right. the, uh, the person's message and yeah, correct and I'll, it. Yeah, and I'll happily pay for that, too. Yeah. <laughs> right, but not a subscription. Um, okay, I forgot. Uh, Buzzkill-Phone Superpowers from Sam Rustin. Uh, 4.4 average reviews, 10,000-plus downloads, E for everyone's $10.99. I'm sorry, $1.99 purchase. Uh, there is no in-app purchase. There is no in-app ads. Uh, the data safety, no data is shared with third parties. No data is collected with this device. Um and we scroll down here and we can then see uh, updated December 21st, 2022 requires uh, Android 7.0 and up and version 15 uh, uh, content rating E for everyone. Permissions, of course, this is going to need some touchy permissions, I want to say. But now at least we know they're not saving any of this data and they're not saving any of this data with anybody else. Um, this is the kind of app developer that, in my personal opinion, needs to be rewarded for A ethically doing the right thing with your data b allowing being very transparent about what it is having access to c being upfront about the money not trying to make it a subscription service for any reason and then i'll just say lastly having incredibly clear descriptions that just tells you everything that this can do i bought it and i literally logged into another google account and i bought it on that account as well because to me one dollar 99 cents isn't enough for this kind of functionality yeah, well, I know I'm weird. Well, if you find something you like, you know, pay for it. Give them some money. Why not? Give us some money. Join, get on Patreon. <laughs> Even though we only had to do a show once every two months. Well, it isn't the quantity; it's the quality. I oh, of course. Um, yeah. And I will say, I did get it, and I did get another email uh, from from somebody. A, 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 this is one of the randos that said, you know, I just rediscovered your show. I forgot about it for a while, and I got to say, the audio quality on so many professional podcast is horrible mm. how do you do it and i'm like well a i'm close to the mic when i talk <laughs> b i don't use crappy compression microphones mm. and three uh just a little bit of due diligence with mic presence and editing and i can edit the show in 10 minutes i mean it's not difficult those people other people just don't care and they obviously don't listen to their own podcast is the way i put it absolutely yeah but i digress no, I don't know what you mean. Um, a lot of podcasts actually uh, employ producers and sound editors, and you have this whole team of people working on it. And, well, you know, 
spend five minutes to learning how to do it yourself and you save a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Any podcast where at the end they list off like 10 people's names, mm -hmm. you know they're not there because they like doing podcasts. Two, they don't care about you, the listener, one iota. And three, they're just in it for the money. Okay. Now, that stated, if you want to know how professional podcast editors and producers do their work, uh, follow a guy on YouTube named Dana Tucker. Um, he's been doing it for a while. Um, he's the kind of guy who I believe can edit a two-hour podcast in like five minutes. Wow. Even if it's the very first time he's came across that guy's audio and he doesn't know any of the nuanced things going on, he's that incredibly talented about audio. Yeah, some people are just into it. I don't know, I don't know how they do it. Anyway, talking about, well, talking about productivity, I've got a map you might like if you're into productivity. This one is called My Brain, and it's on F-Droid. It's a free open source uh, consolidated productivity app. Now, it's one app that basically groups together your notes, tasks, a diary, your bookmarks, and a calendar. Puts it all into one app. It integrates uh, with your Google Calendar or any other calendar like Outlook or anything like that, uh, which you can import your um, your calendar file into the into the app, and it will it will keep it keep it updated. Um, so it's got basically three screens. It's got the front page, which is the spaces, and it shows your notes, tasks, diary, or bookmarks, or calendar. Uh, then it has a dashboard, uh, which shows what appointments you got for that day, what tasks you've got to do. It gives you a mood summary, which it takes from your diary, which I haven't used. Um, and then it shows you a task summary, like how far completed you are in, in this day's or this month or whatever uh, uh, task that you have, you have in your, in your um, task list. Uh, and I... I've been using this for a while now, and um, I'm, getting, I'm getting a lot of use out of it. It's really good. The only thing I would say is if you are going to use it, the reminders, when you set reminders against tasks, it can get a bit ropey uh, if you don't turn off the battery op optimization. So just to bear that in mind. But um, again, a very simple, uh, very useful app that uh, puts everything in one place. And it's open source. No ads. Very cool. I will say the world of um, task management, um, I, I, I'm going to say this in the nice way as possible. When I first started doing web stuff, there was the title webmaster. Mm. But now there's like 55 different jobs that all entail stuff that the webmaster used to do. It seems like task managers are now, or task, I don't want to call them task managers because that's too much. Uh, uh, task recording things are really branching out and they're really becoming their own different things to where there's all these different specialized subjects where they're trying to go towards. Some of them are trying to predict what you're doing, so what you should do next, how to better optimize, how to better organize. Some are just looking back at what you were doing so you can evaluate, was this a waste of time? Was that a waste of time? Some of them try to do uh, like, um, 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 what's it called? Where you like brain um, organizing, where you, where you try to figure out which is the optimal way to do stuff. And then some of them are based on like mood, happiness, productivity. They're all doing their own thing. I'm really amazed at how deep some of these are going. And this one looks like it has the, what's called the UX, the UI nailed mm. down. Yeah, like three screens. Ridiculously. And, well, there are three screens. They're incredibly clean, crisp, clear, and pleasing to the eye. And I really despise F-Droid people who don't upload images. <laughs> and they just basically leave it to your imagination of what the app looks like. It's not that difficult to upload, upload um, images. So I think this is really cool. Really good find, I Okay, give me a second here. My phone's slow. Or my desktop. Oh, okay. I hate 
ads. Hi, my name is George Door Geek. But you know what I hate more than ads? I hate useless content that makes the page longer just so they can insert more ads. And a lot of people know exactly what I'm talking about. Those who try to find uh, recipes online. Something tells me you brought this app and I forgot about it, Ivor. But I don't care um, because I, I'll just put it like this. I rediscovered it. And that's why I'm sticking with it. You can't turn wrong. Okay. Um, the app is called Just the Recipe. No, uh, no, this and is it's by... Huh? I, I have I did a different one. I did um Okay. Did, uh, whisk. Gotcha. That's why I wasn't sure. Uh just the recipes from Streamliners. It does have an in app purchase. To be honest, I'm not sure what the in app purchase is just yet. I haven't hit that point is what I'm gonna say. Uh updated November fourth, twenty twenty two. Uh no data sent to third party. Some data is collected, data is encrypted in transit, and you can request for your data to be deleted. Um it is uh, version 1.3.1, uh, requires 4.4 Android and up, which is not much. Again, 10,000 plus downloads. Uh, In-app purchase, 99 cents to 59.99, which makes it sound like it's a subscription service, which is quite disappointing. Uh, original release, February 2022. I like that little bit of information. Uh, content rating, again, E for everyone. Permissions, uh, Wi-Fi, receive data, network access, not a lot of access, let me say. Um, I hate going to a web page and having someone trying to tell me some useless story about people I don't care about <laughs> and about events that I really don't care about and about pets or loved ones that I really, really don't care about. And it's literally paragraph ad, paragraph ad, paragraph ad, paragraph ad. Finally, the ingredients. Wait a minute. Add another little story. Add. And then finally, the actual instructions put the food together. Um, I want to say they're amongst the scummiest form of content right now on the internet is recipe pages. Mm -hmm. um, yep, I'd agree with you. So with this one, basically, it's just the, it's literally just two things, the recipes or the ingredients and the recipes. That's it. So you've yeah. actually been using it? Have you? Uh, I, I literally just found it like last week and I've only tried to use it like, like three or four times and it seemed like it worked fine. I have a hard time going outside of my spectrum of cooking, is what I'm going to say. One of the reasons is, you know, I can't, I'm not supposed to eat any bread, any rice, any potatoes, any starches, any pastas, which immediately eliminates 80% of all recipes out there. Yeah. Um, I could not find a keto-friendly checkbox in this app. Um, so, quite literally, 8 out of 10 apps that look initially interesting, I can't use Oh, surely it has a keto option. You can specify um, I'll, I'll, I didn't see it, number one, but I'll say every single recipe app where I've clicked only show me keto options. The very first recipe, potatoes. The next recipe <laughs> has rice. It's like, yeah. do you not understand what keto No, they don't understand what keto is mm -hmm. at all. Yep. Fair so what did you have for Christmas dinner? Couldn't have potatoes. Oh, went over. Well, we went over my sister-in-law's house. I can tell you everything she had over there. Ham turkey well the turkey my wife actually did she took the turkey took a five gallon bucket mm -hmm. grind it in salt water for like three days wow um the maximum temperature a turkey supposed to reach is i want to say 170 degrees mm -hmm. um this thing hit 200 degrees so the wife was terrified it's going to be completely dry wasn't even close to dry i think the brine helped um the other stuff they had there was of course dinner rolls mashed potatoes green beans with ham um kielbasa sausage with um Oh, God. Super stinky um, cabbage that I can't stand. No, no, don't blame me. German 
German. <laughs> oh man. Well, it, um, oh man, I can't remember what it's called now. Um, whatever. Uh, and then of course, like two or three more vegetables, mac and cheese, and like, uh, uh like one or other like starch. So quite literally, I'll, I'll, uh, stuffing, sausage stuffing. The sausage stuffing so good, I don't care. I'm getting a spoonful of that. <laughs> and then basically, all I ate was gravy covered in or uh, turkey covered in gravy. Uh, corn, even though I shouldn't have corn, corn's sugar. Mm. And, uh, had to, of course, skip on the, skip on the cranberry sauce because, you know, I'm not supposed to eat that either. Um, hey, you only do it once a year. And green beans and ham. And the green beans were like squeaky, mm. which is kind of like, which is, it's kind of weird, but that's how, that's how I like them. So, yeah. Oh, sounds great. Yeah. My cousin who lives there is always mad because he keeps saying, you need to tell Uncle Steve to make ribs or wings when he comes over for a meal. And he keeps telling that to his mom and his soon-to-be stepdad, and neither of them asked me to make food ever. So it's like, <laughs> bring your own, bring your own chicken wings. You know, sauerkraut. Thank you, Red. Sauerkraut. Yeah, co- yeah. Kielbasa, sausage, and sauerkraut. Which uh, hard pass on that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, and then I showed my future brother-in-law, pretty sure, how it doesn't matter if you don't have cable television. You don't need cable television. Take your laptop, HDMI cord, laptop to the TV, go to nflstreams.me, and you can watch all the American football you want to watch. And guess what? The quality's actually sometimes better. Really? And he's like, mine? Oh, yeah. It, his mind was completely blown because he swore, you can't pirate stuff from the NFL network. Oh, you and can. his... <laughs> And my cousin looked at me, <laughs> he doesn't know Uncle Steve. <laughs> okay, well. So I, I hooked him up. He was happy. Oh, that's good. Sounds like you had a great Christmas. I, um, I've got a wee app here that uh, I'm really um, quite sad that Josh isn't able to join us today because this, this app is really up his alley. Uh, it's called BTC Map. BTC stands for Bitcoin. And uh, I'm so impressed with this app. I'm actually going to show it to you on the screen here. I'll share my screen with you. Just a second. There it is. Okay. So uh, here we have BTC Map. And what this does is it shows you um, where there are establishments, ATM machines, businesses that will accept Bitcoin. Now, I don't, when I say Bitcoin, I don't know if that means all just Bitcoin or all kind of um, crypto. I assume it's crypto, but it might just be Bitcoin. Anyway, so here's my little country. And um, you can zero in on, on your particular location. As you, as you can see, there are, um, this is our capital city down here. There are two places in our capital city that accept Bitcoin. <laughs> so not a lot of Bitcoin joy going on in New Zealand, I'm afraid. But um, one of the things um, you, that it shows you, sorry, my wife's just coming in. Oh, here comes the dog. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, so it shows you a map where you can spend Bitcoin for, or go to ATMs. Uh, the other people who use the app, they're called super taggers. They can verify that the Bitcoin is, is accepted at these establishments. Um, you can add places to the map that you find on your travels. So um, down here, uh, obviously that's a search. So you can do a search for places. You can add a place here. So let's uh, do that. So just uh, put in the, the location details. Trying to go into go into a web browser. Anyway. Um, and then we go into trends. Now, I thought this was interesting. I have no idea what this means, but we've got three graphs on trends. One is up-to-date places, so I assume that means there are over 2,000 places here uh, that accept Bitcoin. They're, they're on the on the app. There are a total of 8,000-odd places. I don't know why, why it's total places as opposed to up-to-date places, but maybe these are the latest editions. Maybe these are the total places that accept it. And then legacy places, and I don't know what legacy means either. So um, if anybody sort of figures that out, please drop us a line. Um, 
I, I can tell you in my nine to five, when we use the term legacy, what we mean is it was once a valid, it was a, once it was a valid new choice. Now it is not a valid new choice. It's still a choice for a past transaction, but not for a new transaction. Oh, okay. Um, you can have a look at super taggers uh, and their profiles and, and the places they've been to. So you can have a look at the top super taggers. So this guy here, you can actually leave my tip uh, in crypto if you want. Um, says you don't have a compatible wallet, so obviously you need to have a wallet app uh, installed uh, or loaded up. And um, you've got all these places that this particular person has added. This is unnamed. And then you can go through and verify if, you, if you've gone to the place. Uh, obviously, there's some location permissions involved with this. As here in, in New Plymouth. Um, mpirepair.co.nz <laughs> they accept bitcoin for some reason and you can verify it you've got question mark here the fitness studio uh, you know, these, these are all um, options so if you're looking for places to spend your um your bitcoin or your crypto you want to find out uh where the nearest place is then this is probably the app for you where are you at door so put, let's see if we can do a search for um maryland see what's in maryland no <laughs> don't need it yeah, there's definitely at my local uh, fast food, not my fast food, convenience store, which is Rofo. They have Bitcoin machine there. The local grocery store, they have it inside their row as well, like right inside the um, okay. door before you get to the store. Oh, here we go. Um, right above Baltimore, Chapa Town. But should be, you should see Baltimore and Bel Air were right between the two on the right-hand side. I don't know, your picture went black. Oh, never mind. Um, anyway, check it out. Have a look. Uh, if you're into Bitcoin, this might be the app for you. Yeah, and with um, uh, FTX has not. The gimmick is FTX had nothing to do with Bitcoin. All the money they stole was money, not Bitcoin. No, it was number just one, a straight Ponzi scheme. Um, it was just straight theft. Thank you, Bernie Madoff, all over again. Number two, I watched this horrible video that was hysterical because it was true. Uh, this was right, right after the beginning of COVID and they were interviewing people and they were like, what's your guilty pleasure? What do you like doing? And the guy says, well, I, I, I like to travel. Um, but I have a weird like thing. They were like, what do you mean you have a weird thing? He says, well, it's not really, you know, popular what I like to do. I'm like, and I think, what's he talking about? Like going to rape little kids or something? What's this guy talking about? He says, well, I like to visit to places that just had terrorist attacks. What? And the guy was like shocked. And he says, well, yeah, I know I'm going to, it's going to be safe. You know, if a place just got robbed, the next day you go there, you guarantee they're not going to get robbed. He said, if there was a terrorist bomb there, you go there next week. Yeah, guarantee you the security is going to be all over the place. And the money you save, bang, you save tons of money. He was like, so that's my guilty pleasure kind of thing. Uh, if there's ever a time to buy Bitcoin or any Ethereum or any coin, it's when there's negative press in the news. Mm -hmm. And you see that going down, 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 down. Try to guess when it's at its worst, and that's when you buy it. Um, because... Nothing is going to go away forever. There are still phone booths or phones in New York City. They just released in Philadelphia street phones. The difference is you don't have to pay for them. You just walk up, pick up the phone, start dialing, and it's free because it's all using Linux backend. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so nothing's going to go away. It might decrease in value or increase in value, but I guarantee you one thing. Uh, this time ne next year, Bitcoin's still going to exist. Yep. The year after that, Bitcoin's still going to exist. Ten years from now, Bitcoin's still going to exist. Um, how much it's worth? One truth statement I will say, well, it isn't how much it's worth, it's how much it's worth locally. Mm -hmm. That's the big thing. And that was what FTX was trying to catch it on. Mm -hmm. But um, the bottom line is, uh, one truism I heard about all cryptocurrencies is, 
the more distrust there is in the local government, the more valuable a cryptocurrency becomes. Because it's, it's easy to take your money, then put it into a crypto, crypto wallet, transfer it across country lines, and cash it out into a more trustworthy type of currency. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Rob's in the chat just saying New York doesn't have payphones anymore. Yep, they do. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. If you read the uh, most latest, I want to say Tom Scott article uh, on YouTube, he even went over how they say that. But then next month, they find another one. Because, you know, New York's not the most competent city there is in the world. Um, in fact, my sister sent me a picture. She lives in Brooklyn, New York. And I tell her, please stay in Brooklyn, New York. Um, I, I, I got a picture from her less than two weeks ago where she said we just found a, a payphone that was like literally like two blocks from her house. She says, I didn't even know it existed. Um, so when someone says that there's no more of X someplace, uh, the likelihood of them being right is small. Two. No, two. Slim and none. Slim and none. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. Well, we also um, banned puppies. You can't buy a puppy in New York anymore. I wouldn't want to, but okay. <laughs> because I can only imagine how much it costs. Everything in New York's more expensive. I mean, it's like 12 bucks for a freaking ham sandwich. So yeah, I'm not going to buy a that. Now, the other thing that's been in the news that I don't want to talk about, but I'm going to have to talk about because it's a complete waste of everything. And no, it's not Elon Musk. That was a good guess there. Um, it is chat GPT. Mm -hmm. um, and I've listened to more than a couple people exclaim on about it. And here is uh, what I gather from it is if you ask it just random questions, wow, it seems good. You ask to write like generalized essays on something. Yeah, it's it's competent enough to get like a D, a C or a D kind of thing. Yeah. But if you're an expert in a field and then you ask it a question about your field, you it you see holes in it all day long. It's kind of like um, doctors can't watch doctor shows on TV because they know. This isn't how any of it works. This is why I cannot watch anything on TV involving computers. Mm -hmm. Because I, except for Mr. Robot, it at least got some stuff. Um, but for the most part, they get everything completely wrong. And the chat bot, chat GPT, you ask it even just a simple lens question. And it gets like 80% of the facts completely wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, the one guy who hosts, um, one of the kids called uh, Space Today, asked it a question about the Falcon 9, or no, no, the Super Heavy Rockets mm -hmm. that's going to be on Starship Super Heavy. And he said literally like 80% of the stuff it said was completely wrong. No, there's with that that has to do with other engines, like the old Russian engines and stuff. This is not how these engines work. So with all that said, so then what could you think could a chatbot, a intelligent, extremely stretch of the word, intelligent chatbot, what could it be used for? Why, of course, what about online date? opening lines yeah. yeah that that makes sense to me. okay uh chat gpt online dating openers by code candy studios it's of course it has in-app purchases of course it has in-app purchases um updated december 9th 2022 data safety no data is shared with third party and no data is collected why because what good is it um version 1.0.1 uh requires 5.0 android nup 50 plus downloads I'm sure they all have subscriptions as well. Um, $9.99 in-app purchases, content rating T for teen, diverse content, discretion advised. Um, permissions, uh, it really doesn't need much access, full network access. So the bottom line is you download this app, you then sleazily, sneakily, like gather intel on that person. You put that intel into this app, and then this app tries to come up with what it thinks would be a good opening question. By looking at your like dating profile, kind of. 
Um, or you could just use your personality. Well, <laughs> and that's your thing. Looking at the first screen, looking at the second screen, looking at the third screen, if you cannot look at a thing and read, it says she's into photography. Oh, well, how about I say, what got you started and what made you get interested in photography? Because that's all this app is doing. I mean, if you can't even do that, number one, you probably shouldn't be procreating. <laughs> number two, you should be doing something different. Like, I don't know, volunteering to go to Mars or something. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, this to me is a perfect example of taking something with um, potential and just putting out a subscription service because it has chat GPT in the title. It's going to get a certain amount of traction. Granted, only more chat GPT nonsense. It's not really. AI. Yeah, um, I will say, oh, it's not even close to AI. Um, what I will say is I can definitely see somebody doing like pretend conversations for entertainment purposes only where, they, where they're talking and typing what they're talking and then hitting enter and then reading what chat to be saying. I mean, that kind of stuff can be entertaining, but um, I'm definitely not going to ask it, you know, how should I file my taxes next year, chat? Uh, no, <laughs> you know I mean? no, not going to ask anything. Uh, well, how should I uh, perform surgery? Yeah, or like, which is the which insurance do you think I should get? Mm -hmm. um, I'd say that it's an interesting, uh, interesting application. But if you're at the point where you need to use an app to generate an on an opening line to talk to a woman, you've got bigger problems. Yeah, absolutely. Or a member of the opposite sex, I'd say. Whatever. Same sex. Still the same. <laughs> doesn't really matter, does it? No, at that point, no, it doesn't matter. Okay, you ready for another one? Sure thing. Okay, so this one's called uh, Crosswords. Now, um, I've been searching high and low for this for oh, I think at least a year or two at the moment. Uh, I think when, when Josh and I first started on the, on the podcast, we, um, we shared a, a mutual uh, appreciation for games of Scrabble. And we wanted to play online Scrabble, but we just could not find an online Scrabble game uh, app anywhere that, would, that was A, not full of ads, or, or B, was um, sketchy as hell. So I found this open source uh, Crosswords app. Uh, it's a free version of Scrabble. has all the same word, uh, rules. Uh, can be played against um, the, your your phone, uh, like a, a robot, or um, it can be played against other players. And one thing that's interesting to me is it can be you can do that over data SMS, whatever data SMS is. I don't really understand what that is, but okay, data SMS and uh, Bluetooth, and you can play over the NFC. You can have so if you've got two phones within uh, a couple of meters of each other, you can use NFC. And you can, of course, use the internet. Um, so if you want to play games against other people, you just send an invitation via email, SMS, or Bluetooth, NFC, um, and they will even generate a QR code that you can use to uh, scan the QR code. Um, when, when you're playing the game, you, you can check words against a built-in uh, wordless database, and you can import new languages or, or new databases into, into the, uh, the game as well. Uh, so it has all sorts of languages in there. It's got um, Catalan, Czech, Danish, Dutch, Finnish, French, you name it. it it's all in there. Um, and it is uh, extremely easy to play. Uh, very simple app that um, I haven't yet tried with multiplayer, but I've just been playing against the, the phone. And it works like a dream. No crashes or anything like that. And um, it gives you uh, hints as well. You can have uh, hints as what options are available to you. It will check your words or valid words. It will give you suggestions. You can look up on a word list. You can say, I want a word that starts with Q and ends with X and has three letters in between. One of them must be an I. So um, it will give you all the options for that as well, uh, which is really, really handy. I suppose some people might call that cheating. But... Um, when you're playing against your daughter and you don't want to look stupid, then you can use that option as well. Um, 
and uh, yes, yeah, so, so this is the first real Scrabble solution I've found that's not hyper commercialized and shows you has, makes you use stupid avatars and pretend you're in some kind of um, kids Disneyland fun park. It's really just straight Scrabble. Very cool. Um, and I'll say if that feature is available to everyone involved, is it then it isn't cheating? Can't be cheating. Oh, exactly. As long as um, everyone's got it. Yeah. Right. So um, I think that's cool. Um, I will say um. I think I know what they mean by data MMF, SMS, which is just what it's sending is more than just words. It's sending like 64-bit character strings that you click and then the app translates into like a save state, essentially. Um, if I was good at spelling, I'd be in with you, but um, yeah, not. Josh would love it, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, very good find. And of course, on on F-Droid with which means basically you don't have to worry about ads, you don't have to worry about in-app purchases or any of that stuff. And I, I've not been able to find any new apps on the Play Store apart from the Notifier. All the rest are coming from um, F-Droid. Gotcha. Uh, well, this is not a link to an app store. Uh, this next one. Uh, this was this is a link basically to a forum posting. Yes, a forum posting. Like maybe like if we were like to transport back to. 1989 or something, a forum posting in XDA forums called the Android Ultimate Collection and Guide. Um, the way I'm going to put this is if you are looking for something that you know exists and you just can't find it, at least you can come here and dig through categories and see what these people think are the worth mentioning uh, on anything from an app store, an archiver, uh, a browser, cameras, cloud storage, Communication and social dialers, communications, um, how to customize Android, custom ROMs, and it just keeps going on and on and on. And I do like how they have this laid out to where uh, what they're basically doing is they're using like a spoiler tag to where it's a clickable uh, tree system where you can expand or shrink um, the list and it keeps going. And then it keeps going down into file managers, gaming and emulators, maps and navigation, network, new RSS and eBooks personalization, privacy and security, utilities and systems, multimedia, productivity, privacy and security, battery tips, and it just literally keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. Kind of thing. Um, wow. Yeah, it's looking yeah. at the utilities and system here. It sort of folds down into hardware monitoring, terminal emulators, terminal emulators, file cleaners, backup, flashlights, converters, all that sort of stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah, and it just literally keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. It is like insane how long this list is. But then you got to remember how old is this ecosystem, and how many apps do you think get released in a year that you, me, or anybody listening to the show has never even heard of, mm -hmm. and yet, and yet they're still good apps. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I thought that was definitely a good uh, listing, a good link, definitely worth sharing. Uh, and I will thank XDA in general all of their stuff that they posted throughout the years, keeping me and others informed on anything even remotely close to being Android-related. Mm, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, great website, Misty. I think they'll do some stuff. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, we had an email, didn't we? You were talking about uh, remote access app. Yep, and we did have a follow-up email that didn't open yet. Um, came from Steve, um, long-time um, uh, emailer to the show, Basically, just said, hey, guys, it's been a while since your last AA podcast, so, so I hope you guys are all going um, well and keeping well. I guess things have been pretty busy leading up to Christmas. 
Yes, yes. Uh, my father-in-law was asking me to help him do a few things on his Android phone, and that got me thinking if there was an app that I could use to do this remotely. I've searched the Play Store, but they have all mixed reviews, and just wondering if you could have any recommendation of an app for me, please. Anyway, keep up the great work, and I look forward to listening to the latest episode soon. Have a great New Year. So then, yeah, I went back and forth with him a couple times. Um, I want to say people I know um, use AnyDesk a lot. They use it frequently. They won't shut up about it. Um, most of them use it in their own house. Uh, and I think I know one guy that says he uses it over the Internet, and I believe it costs a fee to access another device outside your, your network. Now, this can go from laptop to phone, phone to laptop, tablet to desktop, desktop to tablet you know all those ways background yeah any desk um (laughs) now with that stated um what he ended up using was actually uh uh, team viewer quick support is the actual name of the app and with quick support what i like about that is basically uh you install team viewer they install team viewer quick support when they launch it they get like a six digit code then on your team viewer you just input that six digit code so quite literally, you can be on your desktop computer and helping somebody on a tablet or a phone device, or you can do it phone to phone. It's up to you. I will say, I do believe technically if you use this for business purposes and you do not pay the team viewer licensing fees, then you are technically violating their EULA. I don't know anybody that cares about violating a EULA because really, I mean... Does, you know, does uh, Jimmy Two-Face down the street, is he in jail for 20 years for violating the EULA? No. No, he's not. Number two, I don't understand people's, this is random, I don't understand people's paranoia to telling people where they can download, like, ROM files, download illegal content. Like I said, NFLstreams.me. Yeah, NFLstreams.me. UFEstreams.me. Soccerstreams.me. They're all there, okay? There's nothing any government can do about me saying that, ever. Okay, I'm on Discord servers where they're paranoid to tell people, look, you can go on Internet Archive and download ROMs of Atari and television, ColecoVision. They're like, no, you can't do that. It's illegal. Tell me one person who's been arrested for this. Mm -hmm. The answer is nobody. Nobody. Because you cannot be arrested for telling somebody how to access content. You can only get in trouble for physically sharing the content out. Like the like the lady in Michigan who got uh, the million dollar plus settlement against her because she was using one of those... um, services that as soon as you download it it shares it back out again right uh weird al did a song about it, it was a turn sorry was it no kaza kaza oh, i yeah. want to say it was kaza yeah the um split second you download something successfully the first thing it does is it reopens it back up for sharing well i mean there's that um uh, kim.com who, who escaped escaped to new zealand and got, uh, is fighting extradition to to the usa uh, based on his mega upload uh site so he's his whole business was based on uh, violating copyright, and he still hasn't gone to jail for it. Well, and even if he would have just um, 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 hosted the links to the content mm-hmm. and not the content itself, they could have did nothing to him. Yeah. But because he was hosting the content itself, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at least he gets to see Serenity all the time. He doesn't have to go to jail. <laughs> serenity. Acres of Serenity, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to suggest uh, any desk, but I've never actually used that to try and remote into somebody else's um phone or pc so i wasn't sure how it would perform in that respect but it looks like uh, team viewer quick support was, was a good option 
Now I'm just going to um, turn off my microphone and, and, and shut the window because it's getting a bit windy here. I'll be back in a second, all right? Okay. And we're back. Very cool. Uh, right. Well, I've got a, another app. We're on a roll today. Yep. Um, one of the things I bought myself a little while ago was a new electric toothbrush. My old one was uh, was worn out. It actually exploded. Um, so I had to get a new electric toothbrush. And um, one of the things my old toothbrush used to do was buzz every 30 seconds and say, you know, it's time to move on to the next quarter of your face and, and do the do the other set of teeth, the bottom, the top, and top and bottom. Um, and that was quite handy. But then my new electric toothbrush, it only gives, it gives me one buzz at the end of two minutes. And um, I can't tell... You know, whether it's been 30 seconds or 40 seconds or how long I've spent cleaning one particular section of my, my teeth. Anyway, this all seems rather banal, but um, I found this app that actually allows you to break down uh, a certain time length into sections. And you can manually specify how many sections or it has certain presets. So um, you can, you can yes, yeah, manually specify the break time to choose from a range of presets. It allows up to 20 breaks in a specific time range. So if you, like if you, this might be handy for people doing the workout. If you want to, you've got a certain a number of reps you want to do it in a certain amount of time. And you can set a timer to say, I want to do five reps in, in 20 minutes. And you can set that. You've got uh, preset timers. It's got two different, um, you can add up to 20 different breaks during a timer run. Um, and it's got two different um, timer modes. It's got timer and clock. So you can say before four o'clock, I want to have three breaks, uh, three notifications that tells me it's uh, a certain amount through before this time. Uh, or I can set a certain like five minutes with two minutes and 30 second breaks in between each one. Very simple app, um, quite well done. The the uh, the graphics, the uh, the GUI is um, is really well done, really simple and quite quite visually appealing. Um, and just you yeah, can you've got various options in the setting. You can change the uh, the order of the breaks, so you can go from descending to ascending. You reset it and save presets, or you can, you can make your own uh, presets. Um, so one of one of those apps that you can spend a bit of time playing with and figuring out. Um, but not the sort of thing that uh, my regular timer app on my, my that came with my phone actually does, and I thought this was quite a, a handy piece of functionality. Very cool. Yeah, I'll say they definitely have the uh, UI nailed again. It looks very, very clean. Yeah, it's very good. Very cool. I, I use it a lot, <laughs> only for brushing my teeth. That's it. <laughs> right. Uh, the app I'm going to bring um, is another app I uh, suggested my son to check out. Um, I'm going to preface this with... Uh, one of the things that at least I know about myself is my ability when I was younger to control my anxiety was non-existent. I was not good at it at all. Um, I will say I do believe just this simple act of talking to someone about your anxieties help lift anxieties and make them less so kind of thing. Um, and so I sent this app to my oldest son. This is called uh, Antar Chat with the Inner World. Antar app, 4.5 reviews, 50,000 plus downloads, e for everyone, no in-app purchase, no in-app ads, updated May 19th, 2022, no, no data is shared with third parties. This app may uh, collect app activity, app info, performance, the data is encrypted in transit, and it cannot be deleted. So it's just uh, saving you know how much you're using the app and the performance overall of the app. Uh, version 1.0.39. Uh, requires 6.0 Android and up. Content rating E for everyone. Permissions, it's really not a lot. Record audio, view network access, run at startup. Um, what I'll say about this app is it's basically, it tries to be a AI chatbot back with you to where you can basically vent to this 
and it tries to intelligently respond to you in ways that are not negative is the way I'll put it. Um, my, be, my, my, my son being my son, first thing he did was he looked at it, then he went down to the reviews, and he said it seemed like more than a couple people said that the responses it got was very generic. Mm. To which I said, A, that's a very valid criticism, but B, if you go to a psychologist, <laughs> the most frequent things they will say to you is, and how does that make you feel? And why do you feel that? How long have you felt that way? It's, they're very generic. They're not there to fix you. Okay. When you go to see a psychologist or a psych, psychiatrist, uh, whatever, I can't remember. There's two of them. Their goal is to help you fix you because only you can fix you. So their responses are always incredibly vague, just leading you breadcrumb down the path kind of thing. Um, he didn't get that is what I'm going to say. And that was what he kept criticizing about this app was, well, their responses are too vague. Like, dude, their responses are supposed to drive you to go deeper, to go further, to figure out what's going on. So once in a while, he'll have like a uh, recital yes, go to, and he'll double over in pain for like two hours beforehand, screaming that he's sick and he needs to go see a doctor. I'm like, why are you so um, anxious? You have mom never come and see me. What are you talking about? We've seen you every time. We just didn't tell you. <laughs> what? And then, of course, 20 minutes later, he's perfectly fine. And then after the recital, I say, no, I lied to you. We never went and saw you. <laughs> to which he wasn't appreciative of that. But, hey, it just showed him, look, mind over matter, man. Get over it. Yep. Um, and I'll say, man, senior year, wow, they sounded so much better. I remember going, like, seventh, eighth grade, and it was, like, torture. Mm -hmm. I told the wife, look, if we leave now, I'll let you get a car or something. Can we please go? Because well, it was that bad. I think the best the best movie recreation of the the school play is uh, the Adams Family. The best depiction mm. there, where um, with uh, Pugsy and and Wednesday have the sword fight and there's blood spraying everywhere all over the front row. It's just every time I see that, it cracks me up. That's what uh, yeah that was that one should be like. That one was with uh, Raul Julia, I believe. Yeah. Well, I think that's about my, my tank empty door. There was a rather interesting article about um, Push Bullet, which we may want to discuss. Yeah, um, let me just do some copying and pasting really quick. Okay. Um, I will say um, the way I describe Push Bullet to the uninitiated is Push Bullet is a simple way to link um, actions and reactions, is the way I'll put it, uh, with like kind of like web services kind of thing. You can either say, uh, one use I know people still do it is they have integrated into their 3D printing application called Octoprint. Uh, send me a push bullet notification when my print is done. Uh, so you can be anywhere in the world and you can get a notification via push bullet saying um, that your print got done. And it's super simple to set up. It never requires like work is what I'm going to say with, with push bullet. Um, it's been around a super, super long time. Uh, and then Late in the lifespan, what I'm going to say is they um, started to put add-on features on top of it and try to charge some money for it. And wow, it was not a, a well-received as well. Put it. Mm, yeah, I, mean, it was, I, I use this, this application a lot until they started charging. I could understand them charging a little bit for it, but what they were charging seemed to be a little bit excessive. I think it was like $15 a month or something like that, and I just, I just wasn't going to stretch that far. I could understand it was like $2 a month maybe, but... Just for your heavier notifications. No, I'm not going to do it. Well, I'm 99% sure you can still use all the basic features for free. Mm. But it's one of those things. They, A, won't shut up. 
yeah. and just let you be. Yeah. Uh, they constantly harangue you, is the way I'm going to put it, to pay money. Um, and then, yeah, I want to say their in-app purchase structure was, uh, see if I, could, I will say the inconsistent way uh, Google Play displays you applications is sometimes quite annoying. Mm. Get more money uh, to, to, to view more data. Sometimes really painful on this. Um, um, there wasn't. But yeah, the article. Sorry, uh, yeah, the article was on Android Authority. I want to say, and the guy was like, basically, look, I understand people talking really bad about Pushbowl, but I still can't find anything to replace its functionality. Uh, and I will give a quick huzzah. Yes, um, if you out there know of a app that you can put on your phone and has even close to feature to feature comparison to um, a Pushbullet, let us know. Because we can't find it either. Um, I tried to use KDE Connect, thinking KDE Connect would have some sort of measurable, comparable functionality. And as far as I can tell, KDE is like hot clipboard garbage. Yep. It's like it, it can't do anything ex- except transfer clipboard contents from one device to the other, which I still believe is one of the greatest shortcomings in security laps in the last like five years, uh, allowing your clipboard to be shared. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another one called uh, Join, which was free, but uh, now charges five dollar fee as well. It scroll down to the bottom of their article; it shows shows an article about Joins, so charging five dollars for it. So really, KDE Connect and Join were really the only two apps that that did that. I'm surprised that no one else has come up with something like this, uh, given how, how popular Pushbull it was. Yeah, I absolutely absolutely agree. For the, for at least a little while there, it was kind of insanely popular. Um, and I do think it's one of those things, if that company had the ability to go back and like change how they address certain things, I'm 99% sure they would have done a good amount different is the way I'm going to put it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, given that we're rapidly approaching the end of the year, do you have any uh, predictions? What's going to happen in the Android world next year? Um, besides it being incredibly boring, um, <laughs> I think, you know, still most phones are going to be black rectangle slabs. Um, I think we're just going to get tighter and tighter operating systems. Um, we're going to see more and more 16 and 32 gig RAM options. Um, I still don't think it's the year of the wearable. I still don't think it's the year of the tablet. I still don't think it's the year of the foldable device. I think foldable devices will make more headway. But I honestly think uh, Android functionality on Chromebooks is only going to get better and smoother. Um, it's one of those things... Uh, you never hear about people touting how great it works, but you betcha if it isn't good, you will hear people complaining about it. I've heard people complaining about Android on Chromebooks now for at least a couple months, if not like almost this whole year. Yeah, and, um, and Google is, is rapidly uh, improving its uh, the apps and the way they work on um, on Chromebooks too. So it's working on changing them. So the, the, yeah, the, and the, the yeah, and uh, I do think Chrome boxes are finally going to get a little bit of play, a little bit of push, mm-hmm. uh, because my belief is, in my experience, is almost all applications inside of enterprise environments are quickly being more and more driven to the browser. Mm-hmm. Um, and if me as an IT enterprise security guy don't have to, A, justify the entire expense of a Windows desktop and the entire security procedure that goes with a Windows device, mm-hmm. if I can simplify it with a Chrome box, I'm going to try to do that every day of the week. Um so, I mean, on the Android front, uh, I will say I do think we're going to see not only, um, um, oh, man, that alternative uh, kernel, Fuchsia. I don't, I, not only are we going to see Fuchsia take a lot more 
steps to becoming real in a lot more devices. Uh, I think we're going to start to see Google put Rust, the programming language, into Android. Because uh, I do have an article here basically showing, saying how fast, how much faster Android is when it's covered in Rust. Um, long story short, Rust is a programming, compilable programming language that is incredibly more secure than anything that's ever existed and speed-wise faster than anything that ever existed. Um, right now, if any operating system was rewritten out of C++ and written into Rust, it would be like marginally, visibly, easily faster on any hardware that it currently runs on. So look for Rust to come into more uh, ecosystems, including Android. Well, Future has been hanging around in the, in the wings for a few years now, hasn't it? It hasn't really done or lived up to expectations so far. Yeah, the only thing I know it's done is it it, it, it it exists on Google Nest Hub devices. They did like a bad behind the scenes, we're going to replace the entire operating system with a Fuchsia-based operating system. And the best compliment they got was people couldn't notice that there was a change. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I think um, phones are going to get smaller. I think we're going to have highly specced, high RAM, high uh, high-speed processors built into smaller and smaller form factors. And a perfect example of that is the Asus Zenfone 9, which came out this year. And we're going to see a lot more phones that are going to kind of emulate that and become cheaper. So that's my main prediction for the year. Yeah, and the other one I'll throw in there last second is just how we had the EU dictate to Apple that they have to use um, USB-C connectors yeah. on their phones. Uh, that's going to take like two years for them to do, number one. Um, I think we're going to see the same kind of thing dictated. They're they're teasing the idea of insisting that all cell phone batteries are replaceable. Um, if they do that, we're going to see the size of phones bulk up, get thicker, which, to be honest, I'm perfectly okay with. These phones are, I don't want to say too thin, but I'm okay with a thicker phone uh, kind of thing. If it means I can get more useful lifespan out of my device, number one, that's great. Uh, number two, if it's easier for me to look at the device and see, is it starting to bulge? Because if it's starting to bulge, that's literally an explosion hazard. Yep. Um, yep. So I'm almost okay. I'm never for government regulation unless it's killing people kind of thing. These batteries are not killing people, but I'm almost okay if we regulate and say all cell phones sold after this period of time have to have user replaceable or replaceable batteries. I'm almost okay with it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why they have to make a law about it. I mean, customers clearly want that, so why aren't they providing it to customers? And the reason is, I suppose, uh, deliberate planned obsolescence. You, if your battery only lasts two years and, or one year at most, then you're changing your phone every year and you're buying more phones. So, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to uh, come down on the side for that. I don't like the idea of, of the regulation, but I also know that the whole market is being manipulated by the manufacturers and the OEMs. Well, and I'll use the example of video game consoles and backwards compatibility. Uh, users have wanted this since Super Nintendo, um, Sega Genesis, and PlayStation 2. And the game manufacturers basically hold up a middle finger right to us. You're not getting it. Um, so manufacturers don't always do what people want if they think it's in their best interest. And clearly... Phone manufacturers would much rather have you throw your device away and buy a new one as soon as possible. Um, Especially it, if you're paying for it, it on has the plan, because then you don't really notice the cost. Yeah. Right. Now, if they could somehow make it advantageous for them to say, um, I don't see, because then they'd have to charge too much for the battery. So I don't know how, how they could do it on their own is what I'm saying. But yeah, um, I will say, uh, I think more and more services, functionality, 
usefulness is going to be sucked and baked in to the operating system. Um, the what I one thing I hope doesn't happen is I hope it doesn't become like Microsoft Word, where every year for like ten years, starting in like ninety two. 90% of the features people asked for in Microsoft Word were already in Word. They just couldn't find the damn things. Um, I just want Android to constantly be silently and ingeniously surfacing features to the end user, not in big waves, but in little trickles. So you get a new phone, maybe it takes you like six months to get full functionality out of your phone because it's slowly offering you new options, new features, new things to do on your device. Um, I've only seen a couple of phone manufacturers do that intelligently. I think more need to. Yeah, well, the Pixel's feature where it uh, will listen to music, you know, the ambient microphone going in the background. And if it hears music, it'll tell you on your screen what music that is. And that's that started off as an app, and now it's built into the Pixel phone itself. And now other phones do. If you want to get that on a different branded phone, you can. You have to um, root, or root your phone and then put that on. And now we're coming out with uh, modules that don't require root. And eventually we'll get through to being built into the uh, the operating system of all phones because it's something that people really like to have. But me, you know, there's the other aspect of I don't really like the idea of my microphone being on all the time listening to the, my the surroundings. Yeah. Um, and to me, the big surprise of 2022 was that Google nearly nailed its own chip. You know, and it's working and it's working really good. Um, this is not a company that's been making chips for 20 years kind of thing. Um, so then vice versa. My prediction for 2023 is the Tensor 3 chip that they're going to come out with in the next Google Pixel device uh, is going to be almost so desirable that you're going to start to see other phone manufacturers be like Dave Chappelle. Can I get a little bit of that over here, please? Because I do think that chip is going to be so useful and functional and streamlined and clean and like purpose driven for this mobile market that other manufacturers are going to start to want that kind of thing. Yep. And then for all we know in 2024, Google might outsource that as being one of the biggest chip manufacturers in the U.S. Who knows? Yeah, well, they went down that road with fiber, though, didn't they? Google Fiber, they were going to lay fiber around, around the country and that sort of... And they just restarted it back up two months ago. Oh, good. Okay. Well, I'm like... Yeah. Yeah, their their reason for stopping it was they believed 5G and wireless technology was going to go so um, um, uh, evolve so quickly that why are we still doing this kind of thing? Yeah, um, fiber in the and it kind of you got, got uh, 5G broadband speeds. Right. So. Yeah, and and, and it, it's kind of happened. It kind of hasn't happened. So you know, yeah. I just want things to be more efficient. I'm tired of having 20 plus meg web pages. Yeah, that problem doesn't seem to have gone away very much, does it? it no, and it ain't going anywhere soon, too. And it was when people were on dial-up. It was, it was a huge concern. I think a friend of mine was a, uh, a web designer at that stage, and, and uh, one of the, his main concerns was to make it run fast. So you had to be, have, mm -hmm. have um, minimal code, you had to have minimal load times, you had to have super fast functionality. And now that uh, internet has gotten faster, broadband's gotten bigger, um, that's not so much of a concern. It doesn't really matter. You can have video playing, you can have animations and all sorts of stuff happening in the background and um, people really still don't notice the difference. Yeah, and some web pages you go to access and it literally will have you access like 30 other web servers. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, it'll be interesting anyway. See what happens. Yeah, kind of ridiculous. Um, I will say, uh, Josh, we miss you. He's out of town for the week. It did look like he was having a good Canadian Christmas time as well, I'll say. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to thank uh, we got quite a few Scott the for the email. Right. Uh, Steve, I want to thank Steve for the email. Yeah, thank everyone for coming out to the chat. Swift, Eric, Rob, Red, 
uh, all you guys, thank you guys for coming out. Uh, if you want to know when we're going live, it's super easy. You can either follow us on Twitter, whatever. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Discord. Uh, there's multiple Discord servers I put it in on. Uh, if you want to be added to an email list when the show goes live, you can do that. Or you can follow us on YouTube. We always try to stream to YouTube. It's literally just a backup kind of thing. But since that's where everyone goes and chats, now that's where everyone goes and chats as well. Um, again, if you want to support us, it's super easy. Patreon.com slash Android app addicts. And I will say just between me and you, uh, I could have swore it wasn't until 2024, but no, 2023, the end of January, we have a hosting bill that's due. So I'm going to be really nice to the wife for the next month, unless somebody else is nice to me, um, because we need to pay that bill. Um, uh, if you want to send us emails, super easy, AAA at podnuts.com. Uh, any parting words there, Ivor? No, just a uh, happy new year. Be careful on the roads and, um, enjoy enjoy 2023 yeah absolutely this is the most dangerous time of the year we're coming up to uh so just keep your wits about you keep your minds about you stay safe and keep track of each other all right guys i'll talk to you later bye hi this is matt from the mrp tech podcast i would like to invite you all to take a listen to my show the mrp tech podcast on the Podnuts network the theme for my show is everyday tech for everyday people. We talk about Windows, Mac, Linux, iOS, Android, Chrome OS, and anything else technology related. You can find us on iTunes and you can find us by searching in any podcatcher. We hope you take a listen and let us know what you think. Music provided by Steve Cherubino at stevecherubino.com.